Our dear loving Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us the privilege of life. We thank you, Lord, for protecting us through the night. And we also thank you for giving us all the temporal blessings we receive in the air we breathe, the food we eat, the shelter, the protection, the preservation of our lives, good health, healing. All these things, Lord, we do not take them for granted. We understand that they are a token of your love towards us and we worship you for it. Now, dear Lord, we want to receive power, power to become sons of God as we study your word. Please grant us graciously of your Holy Spirit. It is only through your Spirit that your words can be made of any effect in our lives. So give us understanding and power that we may practice what we learn. Grant me utterance and put your words in my mouth. Speak to your children to their edification through me. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. That I may know him. February 17. The sons of God. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. John chapter 1 verse 12. How did men treat Christ when he came? He came unto his own, and his own received him not. John chapter 1 verse 11. Thus it is today. The history is being repeated, and will be repeated again and again before the Lord shall come in the clouds of heaven. The deceptions of Satan will be upon those who dwell on the earth. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. After fitting up this world as the dwelling place of man, God looked upon it and rejoiced in it, pronouncing it very good. So he will accept of and rejoice in the reformation wrought out by those who, receiving Christ as their Savior, have obtained power to become the sons of God. The first chapter of Colossians shows us the heights to which it is our privilege to attain. We may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, walking worthy of the Lord, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 to 14. Is there not woe enough in this sin-stricken, sin-cursed earth to lead us to consecrate ourselves to the work of proclaiming the message that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life? This earth has been trodden by the Son of God. He came to bring men light and life to set them free from the bondage of sin he is coming again in power and great glory to receive to himself those who during this life have followed in his footsteps
Amen. The title of our devotion for today is The Sons of God. Our past two devotions have actually talked about that but in a sense that is lesser when you talk about sheep and the shepherd relationship. We even saw that more than the sheep and the shepherd relationship, God wants us to be his children, a relationship between father and son. We read something in Desire of Ages, page 483, paragraph 4 in our devotion yesterday. However much a shepherd may love his sheep, he loves his sons and daughters more. Jesus is not only our shepherd, he is our everlasting father. And he says, I know mine own, and mine own know me, even as the Father knoweth me, and I know the Father. John 10 verse 14 and 15. End of quote. Today, once more, as we have done even in previous devotions, this was not just yesterday, we will explore the matter of God giving us the privilege to have this kind of relationship with him where we are called the sons of god you know we sing songs to that effect several times in first john chapter 3 verse 1 behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god but we i know for sure that myself even when i used to sing that song i did not understand what john was saying john is saying we are sons of god that's just the information we have but when you understand the mindset John had, it was a mindset of understanding a great privilege. John said, Behold. In other words, he's saying, Can you imagine the great privilege that the Lord has given to us? That we, who are we? Sinful, erring mortals, degraded, immoral beings, should be elevated not just elevated from our immorality to be just free from sin no beyond being free from sin to be elevated just higher than that to be called the name that our lord jesus bears the same title the same relationship he has with the father and what is that relationship to be called the sons of god we need to understand the deep and great and mighty exceeding great in fact privilege that the lord has given us to be called the sons of god i will go through what that means once again we've done it before but i'll go through it again and we must realize that being sons of god is similar to being sheep but of course higher than being a sheep we have learned that a sheep how we remain sheeps or disciples because today that word sheep is used to mock people that's what it means in the world you are not encouraged to be a sheep in fact to call someone a sheep is derogatory it's insultive to because it looks as if you don't have a mind of your own like people are just deceiving you and leading you about because when you enter into the political sphere or into the intellectual sphere that is what it is you are not supposed to be a sheep i remember that the present president of argentina said i did not come to lead sheep i came to awaken lions it's a it's a term that many do not want to be called to be called a sheep in other words you are just not thinking for yourself you just allow people to tell you what to do to lead you about and you have no will of your own 
But that's exactly what we should be under the Lord. You only awaken lions maybe when you want to fight people who you may consider to be evil. But under the Lord, there's no need for you to be a lion to him. To him, we are sheep. Maybe you can be a lion to the devil. But to God, our relationship with him is that of a sheep. Because we trust him as our shepherd to lead us, to guide us, to take care of us as we saw yesterday in his bosom. But then, talking about sons, we need to realize the privilege given to us, not just to be sheep, but to be sons of God. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And when we go down to verse 11, this is talking about the word now, this word that has the life in him, which is the light of men. It says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. Because it's not what we were before. We were never, we, nobody's born a son of God. But those that receive Jesus, that receive the word, it is them that are given power to become what? The sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. How did they become the sons of God? Verse 13 explains, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man but of God. Amen. For those who missed the devotion when we looked at it in January, talking about what it means to be the Son of God, I'll go through it briefly again. In the book of Luke chapter 1, reading from verse 31 to 35, we see what it means to be the Son of God. Concerning the birth of Jesus, Gabriel told Mary, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, he sh and, be, and shall be called, what? The Son of the Highest. Now, while I'm going through this, I want us to realize that what we read in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 12, says that we become, we are not born sons of God, but there's a process to become sons of God. But as for Jesus, he was born the Son of God. So we have a process to experience to be this same thing that Jesus is. And that is why if you, if the Spirit of God is explaining it to you, you would understand and exclaim like John, what? That the same thing that Jesus is, that is what God wants me to be? What a high privilege. Gabriel said in Luke 1 verse 32 to Mary, he shall be great and be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And in verse 35 he said, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Can you imagine? That holy thing, the Son of God, and you and I, God wants you also and me 
to also be called that holy thing, the Son of God. Because to be the Son of God is to be, to be that holy thing. To be that holy thing is the Son of God, the vice versa. They are the same thing. They are equal to one another. And God does not withhold this privilege from you and me. The privilege that Jesus had. We also have it. Just that we are not born sons of God, we become sons of God. But how? Back to John chapter 1 verse 12. As many as received him. We have looked at what it means to receive Jesus yesterday and day before yesterday. To receive Jesus simply means to, to receive his word. Because even in John 1, what is Jesus presented as? In the beginning was the word. So as many as received who? The word. What is the word? It is the word of God. That's it. We have seen in previous devotions the manifestation of God in February 1. What does that mean? The manifestation of God is the word, Jesus Christ. That is the manifestation of God. As many as received the word. Why is it the word? You know the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4 verse 12. For the word of God is what? Is powerful. It is quick and powerful. Take note of that word, powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. That's what I want us to get from there. Power. The word is powerful. Now back to John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received who now? The word. To them gave he power. It is the reception of Jesus, which is the reception of the word, the word of God. That is what gives power to become the sons of God. But remember that when you are receiving the word, you are being born again. You are, being ex- you are experiencing the birth of the spirit. Because in John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Some days from now, we are going to study in February 20, the Holy Spirit, our helper. Looking at how what the work the Holy, the work the Holy Spirit does, it's all connected to the word. That's it. It's connected to the word. So, if we want to experience what it means to become the sons of God, we have to be born again. That is, to be born of the Spirit. Because in John 1 verse 13 there, it says that those who become the sons of God, it is them that believe on his name and they were born, not of the blood or of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. What does it mean to be born of God? It means to be born of the Spirit. To be born of the Spirit means to be born of the Word, because the Spirit is the Word of God. This is why it is used interchangeably when John says that we are born of the Spirit. Peter expresses it this way in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. He says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So what makes us to be born again? The word of God. That's how Peter puts it. How did Jesus put it? He said we need to be born of the water and of the spirit. Now the spirit is the word. is the same thing. If you want to... Because many of us cannot see the spirit. So what does it mean to be born of the spirit? Like we saw yesterday. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. It is to receive the word of God that makes us to be born. We see it in First Peter. Let me take it again. First Peter 1. I'll start from 22 this time. It says, Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. 
being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth ever. So we are born by the word because the spirit is the word, like we've seen in John 6 verse 63. So as the word is received, we receive the spirit and then we are born again. What it means to be born again is not just to hear the word of God, but to allow the word to transform your life. When you listen to the word of God and you allow it to come into you and then your life is transformed, then you are being born again. It is the reception of the word that makes us the sons of God. In the book of Acts chapter 10, when Peter was told to go and preach to Cornelius, something happened while the word, the word, it was the word that was being preached that brought about the experience of Cornelius being born again. It says from verse 36, the word which God sent. What is it that God sent? The word. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. The word I say, you know. See the emphasis. What is Peter emphasizing? The word. The word I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism with John preached. How God anointed Jesus, God, Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all these things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in, the land, and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hung on the tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly. I just want us to see something. Remember what is, what is happening here. The word is being preached. That's what is going on. So Peter continues. He says, Not to all people, but unto with." unto witnesses chosen before of God. Now something happened while Peter was preaching. As he kept on preaching, in verse 44, it says, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. I take that again. While Peter yet spake. What did he speak? These words. It is the word. What happened then? The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word john 6 verse 63 what did jesus say the word that i speak unto you they are spirit and they are life it is the receiving of the word that brings about the new birth experience through the holy ghost while peter yet spake these words because the word of the lord is spirit and it is life the holy ghost then fell on those who received the word that is the experience of being born again. This is what it means to become the sons of God. For as many as received him. What is the him? The word. To them gave he power. What is the power? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. That is the power. You shall receive power, says Jesus, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power. Where does the power where does the power come from the word you will not receive any power of the holy ghost if you do not receive the word it is true the word that is received if you continue jesus said john chapter 8 verse 31 if you continue in my word then are you my disciples then are you i will say the sons of god indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free
Do you see how the word is what makes us to be sons of God? Because in John 1, our key text for today, John 1 verse 12, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Who is the him being referred to? The word. The word, which means the law of God, the principles of his government, needs to be received into our lives. And this is the way that we become sons of God. We read today that I may know him, page 54, paragraph 3. After fitting up this world as a dwelling place of man, God looked upon it and rejoiced in it, pronouncing it very good. So he will accept of and rejoice in the reformation. Take note of that. The reformation wrought out by those who receiving Christ as their Savior, which is the same thing as receiving the Word, have obtained power, that's the Holy Ghost, to become sons of God. I want to make this as practical as possible because we know that to receive something, when you say receive Christ, it's not tangible. So when it says to receive Christ, it means to receive the Word of God. And to make it clear, I want to remind you again of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, reading from verse 24. He said there, as many, that if I would, those who listen to my words, that's what he said, those who listen to my words and do them, they will be likened to a wise man. So all God is interested in is you listening to his word and doing it, allowing the word to dictate your life for you. Now, in what I read in that time, you know him, page 54, paragraph 3, the emphasis I was making was on reformation. Becoming the sons of God is not something that takes place instantly. There is a process to go through. There is a reformation that is needed. The purpose is the process by which we are restored into the image of of God. Desire of Ages, page 330, paragraph 2 tells us redemption is that process by which the soul is trained for heaven. This training means a knowledge of Christ. It means emancipation from ideas, habits, and practices that have been gained in the school of the prince of darkness. The soul must be delivered from all that is opposed to loyalty to God. Amen. And when we have been reformed, we are given power because it's a process. The reformation means dropping ideas. To become the sons of God, you hear the word. The word tells you something. You hear that thing and you check your life. You realize that the things you do is contrary to what you've heard. You drop your former practice and you then practice what the word says. What is taking place? You are becoming the son of God. You are becoming. It's a process. To them give you power to become. You are becoming the Son of God. You are being born of the Spirit. It is a process that is taking place. The reformation is necessary, but if you don't continue, John 8 verse 31, if you don't continue, that is the opposite of John 8 verse 31, then you are no longer the Son of God. To remain the Son of God, you must continue in the Word. But then, let us take time to contemplate the depth of what God wants us to experience we read in our devotion colossians 1 verse 9 to 14 that we ought to rejoice in this experience the lord has given us for this cause also we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that's what god wants for us he doesn't want us to have some wisdom, just a little bit less than what Jesus had. No, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful, not to some good work, but in every good work, 
and increasing increasing what the knowledge of sciences no the knowledge of arts and sports no but increasing in the knowledge of god strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness giving thanks unto the father which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins amen it's a privilege for us that the son of god came to this earth and walked on it like we saw in our devotion page 54 paragraph 5 this earth has been trodden by the son of god he came to bring men light and life to set them free from the bondage of sin he is coming again in power and great glory to receive to himself those who during this life have followed his footsteps end of quote so only those who have followed the footsteps of jesus increasing in the knowledge of god filled with all wisdom spiritual understanding increasing in strength with all might according to the glorious power of god only them will jesus take with him only those who follow his footsteps matthew 7 verse 21 to 23 jesus said not everyone that saith unto me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven many will say to me in that day lord lord have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works and then will i profess unto them i never knew you depart from me ye that walk iniquity this is what the lord will say to all those who deceive themselves claiming we are sons of god you see people just call themselves by these titles carelessly mog mog man of god a son of god and all of that not understanding their the what it takes to be a son of god are you obedient to the word of god if you are not stop calling yourself a son of god but the sons of god strive to obey him you may have some falls often here and there but the righteous man falleth seven times and riseth up again and that's why john who was saying that we are sons of god wrote first john chapter 1 verse 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness in the second chapter of john he says my little children these things write i unto you that you sin not who is who are these people he's writing to those who are called the sons of god he says to them i write these things to you that you sin not but if any man sin we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous and he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only but for the whole world also in our experience of reformation in our experience of receiving the word so that we can become sons of god we may have faults but we have an advocate with the father and if we confess our sins he forgives and we continue in our journey in our process of becoming the sons of god because it's a process and we don't instantly become what we should be exactly what we should be which we will see in subsequent devotions where the next verse in chapter verse 3 of first john chapter 3 says that we shall be like him so as we keep growing the end of it is that we will now be like jesus this is what a call to us to enroll 
in the work of service for the Lord. And that's why we are told in our devotion, paragraph 5 there for today, page 54, paragraph 5, it says, Is there not woe enough in this sin-stricken, sin-cursed earth to lead us to consecrate ourselves to the work of proclaiming the message that God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life? Of course, there is enough woe and sin in the world for us to consecrate ourselves to give a message of salvation to many. And that's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 16 and 17, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. So Paul is saying, anyway, I must preach. I feel the responsibility and we need to see it too that others need to experience this blessing of being sons of God. Let us revel in the blessing and continue to grow walking in the word that we may become sons of God. Let us pray. Our dear Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity and the great blessing which you have afforded us to become sons of God. Help us, Lord, that we will not fall along the wayside. For some who are listening right now, who are looking for transformation of life, please, I pray that the power of your word may come to them. And as they receive your word, grant to them the gift of your Holy Ghost to awaken them, that they may walk in newness of life, that we may be transformed and begin to be reformed in our lives, changing our practices, becoming sons of God. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. This message was brought to you by the Angel with a Strong Voice, a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to God and be ready for His imminent return. For more information and free online resources, please visit www.tawas.org That is www.tawasv.org or contact info at stars.org.